0: Welcome to the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. In this episode, Patrick from Movement Mortgage joins us, talks a little bit about his business and whatnot. Also, we talk about all the things that we love about fall, including pumpkin spice, football, and much more. And then finally, we discuss how I met your mother and... Patrick brings us down this online dating rabbit hole. We would also like to acknowledge one of our Patreon members, Mark the pilot. He's in the Navy and right now he is flying rescue missions to assist the evacuations in Afghanistan. Mark, thank you very much for your service and stay safe. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. I'm not sweating my balls off, you know, in line for something. <gasps> you said it.
1: We don't talk like that on this podcast, sir. My bad, Decent.
0: Well, yeah. At, at least I wasn't on an FM radio station dropping an S bomb.
1: Why can you not say shit, but you can say bitch? I need to understand that. Why is that? What's it's the FC, difference? It's
0: FCC rules, Mary. I
1: don't understand, and I didn't mean to. It just happened.
0: Take it, take it up with the FCC. You're yelling at me, I, like I don't make the NFL season a uh, schedule. I, I don't, I don't write the FCC laws. These are the cause... things
1: I need you to step in with. <laughs> and I didn't mean to. Like, and I sounded terrible. I was like, I can't eat shit there, and everybody's like, Oh, <gasps> <what? laughs> no, Scott,
2: oh. you are the architect of Mary's pain. Get a graphic for that background. <laughs> Bunch of blueprints with like it's Mary pulling my out her hair. Pain.
1: No, no, it's
2: it's the like, blueprint of the home alone house, but Mary's the burglar and all of the
0: It's time for the No New Friends Podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. That's right, you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast, voted number one by our friends and family. We are the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting. As always, we'd love for you to connect with us on the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube, our email, and all of our links are right there in the show notes, the episode description, that link tree link. And if you listen to us on Apple, please rate us and give us a five star review. My name is Scott, I am the host. With me as always, my co-host, the queen of the sunrail, Mary.
1: Mary! And
0: our producer who is not with us, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself is on vacation in North Carolina and he found what a Publix. a
1: scumbag
0: I know what a scumbag <laughs> he found a Publix today in North oh, wow. Carolina oh, yeah, yeah. no I like,
1: think I saw that text message and I didn't respond per, it, the, per the usual per
0: the usual per the usual you, you just need to go back to <laughs> ghost Mary, <That> Mary. <laughs> because of how much you ghost us we <laughs> we've got a special guest today uh, a good friend of uh mine and uh and and rachel's and my whole family's uh he find well i shouldn't say he financed our house because then he's gonna get a lot of calls uh <laughs> good friend patrick mcdaniel from movement mortgage patrick how you doing tonight man
2: i'm doing great thank you guys so much for having me up.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't have a horn sound effect so we we rely oh, on me. mary to, to provide it's these sound me. drops
1: <laughs> and then i do the dolphin one too See, that yeah. was perfect perfect thank warm you
2: warmly
0: so fun fact, at some point down the road, when we have the time to do it, Patrick and I are going to be starting another podcast. Uh, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's the, the Magic Fanatics podcast, and we have a really cool logo that we, uh, that we designed. And uh, at some point, we're going to get that going. But you know, life, life finds a way to
2: mess everything up. That was the alternate Jeff Goldblum quote. Yeah.
1: I was like, I was waiting for that connection and I was like, I don't know how to make it, but somehow or another life finds a way. Magic fanatics find a way. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Life finds a way to. We're going
1: with this. Why didn't you invite me onto this sports team podcast? Because you called it it a sports
2: team podcast.
1: (laughs) Sports teams. (laughs) I know what a flagrant foul is now.
2: Do you know the difference between one and two? Ooh. the numbers <laughs> there's a flagrant foul one and a flagrant two
1: right <laughs>
2: can patrick, i just blow your world that there are two types of flagrant? are there files?
1: is this is this a trick question <laughs> no.
0: patrick mary just oh. learned what a flagrant foul was about two episodes ago because i was talking about the documentary malice at the palace untold yep.
1: uh, which i did watch by the way
0: what did you think
1: I liked it. There was a lot of fighting. Okay, so when I watched coffee, my favorite part is when they drop the gloves and they start like boxing each other. So I really enjoyed it. I did like the other like commentary about how it wrecked their lives and stuff.
0: Yeah, I could see Mary throwing a, a cup of beer from the stands just to incite a riot.
1: Why would you think that I would do that?
0: Because then you could go back and watch a documentary.
1: I would never. I would never. First of all, do you know how expensive beer is at a sporting event? True, I'm true. much more uh, financially savvy than that, sir.
0: <laughs> Patrick, did you watch that? Uh, the documentary? What'd you think?
1: I,
2: I loved it. There were a few things because there's so many things that go on in the journal that you don't pay attention to where you were when I remember where I was when I heard about the malice at the palace. I was I, I was watching, watching that game live. Oh, you watched it live. See, I watched I, it live. I, I was out at one of my fraternity functions. We were having a formal event. And I remember that night, everybody was texting everybody, turn on Sports center, turn on Sports center. And so I remember watching it and thinking, this, this isn't real. This yeah, can't this be is, happening.
0: This is make-believe. This is a new but episode of the WWE. Watching those clips
2: over and over. The one thing I thought was so funny is the guy who tried to justify, who walked down onto the court. And had a clenched fist and walked up to <laughs> our, our test. test. And then Ron Artest turned and saw him and he just, deer in the headlights froze. Just so yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to get away with this, am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was a bad idea. And then I
0: loved Jermaine O'Neal just flying out of nowhere and slipping and then still knocking the guy out.
2: I remember thinking at the time, that guy is lucky Jermaine O'Neal slipped. And oh, when, for sure. And when oh, no. Steven Jackson said that, I thought, okay, I'm not the only one who thought...
1: Well, yeah, he said that he would like obliterate the dude. He
0: he would have, he would have for sure.
1: I wish that I had that type of uh, confidence that I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna do, go strut on a court. Like, why didn't he think that was a good idea? I wish I had that because it was was fire to be like that. In that that
0: moment, it was a lawless melee, and they didn't think about, oh, you know, there's billions of cameras in here. I'm going to get discovered. Uh, It was just. (laughs)
1: You mean like the January sixth overtake? Right, right, And people see it. What? Right.
0: That's a good comparison. The uh, <laughs> that and the January sixth melee as well. It's about about the same thing.
1: I like how you keep using the word melee. It's one Is of my favorite words word for the the week.
0: Mary, you know me well enough. I'll find a, a word or a phrase. <laughs> And I'll like it. I like how it sounds. And I will find a way to use it in a sentence as many times as possible for one day.
1: Well, congratulations. You, I think you have three already for yeah. Melee. You're
2: getting your money's worth
1: out of that calendar.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what is going on in the mortgage world? Like, how, Housing is going crazy. And any question that I ask and any explanation that you give, dumb it down about three notches because, I mean, we've worked together on mortgage and, and you ask me questions and I'm like, I don't know. Let me go get Rachel. And then you'll ask me another question. And I'm like, I don't know. Let me get Rachel. And he's like, okay, let's start with an easy one. What's your address? I'm like, I don't know. Let me go get Rachel. <laughs> so, so dumb it down so we can understand. It, things are crazy right now. Um, yes. Interest rates are down, correct?
2: Yes. So, So full disclosure, I'm not a realtor. So when I talk about... The housing market—it's coming just from purely observational. I can't talk about market trends or things like that with the housing market. But just to kind of put it in perspective, because I get asked all the time, especially a lot uh, last year, about rates, and I say typically, you know, rates—we don't see drastic changes um, until something drastic happens. So typically, in an election year, like a worldwide see, pandemic, right? So no, it's a perfect example, Scott. So prior to COVID rates were in the fours and they were actually creeping towards the fives. And then COVID hit and we plummeted into the twos to you know, basically keep afloat. Everybody was jumping at the refinance opportunities so much so that lenders got overwhelmed and couldn't, couldn't close all the business that was coming in. So rates increased to almost curb that, that application influx. And then once everybody kind of got a handle on things, rates went down again. So There were times last year where the rates were just rollercoastering from the twos to the threes, back to the fours, back to the twos. They were going all over the place. Typically also in an election year, we see rates decrease before an election, just because you've got that uncertainty in the market. We don't know whose fiscal policy is going to be in place. After an election, regardless of who gets elected, I always have to say this, regardless of (laughs) who gets elected, rates will go up. Um, Because often people go, oh, it's because so-and-so won. I go, "It it didn't matter. What happened is, we got certainty back in the market. We knew what fiscal policy was going to be in place. It might not have been a great fiscal policy, or it might have been a great fiscal policy. That didn't sway the rates. It was just that we now know who's in charge. We didn't really see that this year. Normally, we see it within probably about a week after the election. This year, it took several months to hit, and then they started creeping up, but they're still incredibly low. I mean, we're still quoting purchase rates right at around 3%, give or take a little bit, which when I bought my first house in 2012, I was at three and a quarter. So we're talking nine years later, we're still hovering right in this range. Right. And this speaks to the movie buff in me. I never paid (laughs) attention to stuff like that in the movies when they talk about mortgage rates until I got into the industry. Sure. If you go back and watch the original Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are leaving the building, uh, Uh the bank, because they're going to go buy the building. Uh-huh. And Dan Aykroyd's arguing like, you didn't even negotiate. It's 18%. The reality is in the 80s, those were the rates. Wow. So to feel like we're at 3%. I mean, I talk with a lot of realtors and homeowners that purchased home in the 80s. And they go, look, yeah, it's 3%. And a couple months ago is in the twos, but it's still 15% or 12% lower than where I was when I bought my first home in the 80s.
0: Wow. So You know, I can relate to once you get into something, you notice it in the movies. Um, Since I became an unemployed, broke podcaster, I notice every uh, lazy bum that's been that's laying on the couch watching television in the movies. So like four in uh, Avengers Endgame, I can relate to the melting ice cream, Big Lebowski look. So I'm with you on that. So how does this work with the because now the prices of the homes are are skyrocketing, I guess. And I know you can't speak to necessarily the, the market trends on that, but.
1: Look, I'm just saying I can't find an affordable home in Lake Mary at all. Like, well, try to find one. That,
0: well, that's that's not trash. a new thing, Mary. It's yeah. never you're never going to find affordable housing in Lake Mary.
2: Well, yeah. So really what we're seeing, what we saw through most of last year and still into this year is a lot of people being able to move from other states and keep their income the same. The way, mm-hmm. the way I kind of joke about it is you get to keep Northeast money, but now you get the Southern living expenses. So you got people in New York and Pennsylvania that can keep their salary the same, but they were told you can work remotely. So they were selling their homes there, moving, you know, what we see moving to Florida, being able to buy homes cash. So your average home buyer in Florida, that was doing a, a, you know, maybe a 5% down loan was going up against a cash offer that was offering 10,000 more than what anybody else was willing to offer because they had the cash and they could do it. So we're, we're still seeing that.
1: Steal the borders is what you're saying. Of Florida. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> build, kidding. Build a
2: wall. <laughs> it's, yeah. Build, build a wall. wall around Florida. Nobody's
1: allowed to come. Um, well, and the, they're, they're taking our more. houses. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, what hurt too was homes couldn't be built. We didn't have, you know, Construction companies put new home construction on hold, so you you had less homes that were coming on the market. So you had a shortage of inventory and an influx of buyers, which just created the perfect storm for people who were looking to sell their homes and, and get top dollar.
1: Scott, you could sublease like your closets, probably. I bet you could sublet like a few of those. Uh, yeah, I know. It. Have
0: you seen the side of my the size of my master closet? I that's, mean, that's what I'm
1: saying. Except yeah. for except for. Uh-huh. It would be an insurance nightmare because if you don't dry off before you get out of the shower, <laughs> someone will slip and fall for sure. I do have a, a nightmare.
0: You know, that episode, Mary's referring to an old, uh, to another episode where we were talking about like quirks and pet peeves. And I was talking about sh- drying off in the shower. Like you have to dry off the shower because drips happen and then I slip. And Mary, you were so focused on me walking by the shower as the shower was occurring. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's if Rachel's reaching for a towel that I haven't provided for her and she drips on the floor between the bath mat and the where the, the toilet is, I could slip on it.
1: That's what I'm saying. Ten minutes later.
0: Ten minutes I'm later. I'm telling
1: you, just get some like slippery when wet sign. <laughs> Somebody call Bon Jovian and get it taken care of.
0: There we go. There but we you go. could
1: sublet that closet and you wouldn't be unemployed anymore. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: If, if I had to guess, Scott, do you have I'm sure you've seen the ads, but do you have that bloody bath mat? The white one that when you step on it gets wet, it looks like bloody footprints.
0: I don't, but I'm sure that that will be on my Halloween wish list.
1: Uh, I'm surprised you don't have it yet. This dude was already texting me about his like Halloween display that he's working on. He's already been to Spirit.
0: Yeah, I was at so Spirit far. this past <laughs> weekend. I, I Look, I have a uh, I have a great house for Halloween decorating and I go all out and it's a great neighborhood you know patrick you've seen et you know, the trick-or-treating yeah. scene in et that's my neighborhood yeah so and people get into decorating
2: that trick-or-treating is one of the reasons we chose the neighborhood we live in is we would it's take important. When, when our oldest daughter quinn was young we would take her here my, my parents live in the neighborhood
0: you say when you're younger when your youngest daughter or when your oldest daughter was young she's what nine well now? she's eight, she's eight. eight. We So she's still young she like
2: two Okay, got it. Younger. It's like going off
1: to college. It's fine.
2: (laughs) They block off the roads so that you don't have to worry about cars coming through. Mm. Everybody was trick-or-treating. There were houses that they would say, well, we don't have candy, but we got juice boxes for the kids and adult beverages for the parents. And I'm like, this is amazing. You know, yes. Um, the neighborhood we were living in over by UCF, nobody trick or treated. We wouldn't even have anybody
1: stop by the house. You get sprayed with a sprinkler system when you walk <laughs> up. They like turn <laughs> them on and get out of here.
0: So, Patrick, what would you? What advice would you give to any uh, first-time home buyers, especially right now with interest rates being so low and housing prices being high?
1: Yeah.
2: So, I actually do work with a lot of first-time home buyers. The first thing I always recommend would be talk to a lender before you choose your realtor, mainly because you and know, that's interesting.
0: Because I think a lot of people get excited about the process and they're they like, do. let me go find a realtor.
2: Yes, they absolutely do. And the tough part is, is then the realtor's going, well, are you pre approved? No. Okay, well, now I, I can't help you until you do that step. So what you need to do is talk to a, a lender first so you can really find out what your buying power is. So you feel comfortable with the budget, so you feel comfortable with the out of pocket expenses. And then, you know, if you already have a realtor in mind, or much like a realtor can refer a lender. A lender can refer you also to to realtors that they feel you would best fit with, just like realtors would say, well, I've got three lenders, but based on your personality, I, I have a feeling that you're going to gravitate towards this person. This person maybe is more hands-on, takes more time to explain things. And since you're a first-time buyer, I feel like that's going to be best serve for you. So for first-time buyers, I don't recommend you do your reading online. I recommend you <laughs> sit down and talk with a lender. When I talk to my first-time buyers, I tell them, feel free to talk to other lenders. I'm not going to tell you, don't, don't go talk to anybody else. But I early on when I got into uh, really in the finance world, and, and Scott, you'll appreciate this. So being a movie buff growing up, when I got into banking, I realized that there are no good bankers in any movies outside of yes, man. Right. There's just, there's never a positive experience with a banker. And then when I got into mortgages, I went, well, even that positive experience is now out the window from yes, man, because there are no good mortgage people in movies. The scene you always see is is somebody saying, I took your advice and now I'm going to lose my home and my family's going to be on the street. Like that's the way it's always painted. So when I got into mortgages, I decided like, whether it's in my best interest or not, I can sleep at night if I'm giving sound financial advice. So I've had people come up to me and said, well, Patrick, this is what you quoted me. And this is what somebody else is quoting. me. And if that's legitimately the best deal for them, I will tell them that because I would much rather them be able to say, I didn't use Patrick, but I appreciated him. He gave me a lot of information to start there. than well... I used Patrick, but it kind of felt like I was buying a used car throughout the whole experience.
0: Right, right. So I
2: kind of, in a way, I stole that from Miracle on 34th Street.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm going to so, do the right thing. So if our if our listeners are looking to uh, to buy a new home, how could they get a hold of you to be their lender or to, so to write do, their mortgage or...
2: Yeah. So, so much like everybody else, I do everything through my cell phone nowadays. So what we'll do is I'll give you, um, well, you have my, my contact info, but yeah. maybe we'll, we'll put it in the, the Facebook post and that Okay, for, perfect. for that information. Yeah. I can do that. Um, but it's, I mean, again, choose the most important thing is choose people you trust, who you're going to work with, realtor and lender. Um, if at any point you're, you you do not trust who you're working with, you need to reevaluate if you need to be working with somebody else. Cause it's, it's too important a purchase. I mean, we don't go yeah. all go around making hundred thousand dollar purchases, multiple hundred thousand dollar purchases every day.
1: What? So.
0: Well, Mary, Mary Mary's well, Mary kids, does, Mary's but... kids do.
1: My kids do just on their cheese and compote, though.
0: So, <laughs> so uh, for for our listeners, uh, Patrick wrote the mortgage for our house that we just bought two years ago. You know, obviously he's he's a he's a friend of ours. But that that aside. You know, Patrick worked through an entire weekend to to make things happen and was Johnny on the spot. There was never I never had a hard time getting a hold of him. And really kind of the personal touch that you want when going through the house buying process because it can be very, very stressful, especially when you found one that you loved. And we went the other way. We went with the realtor first and then we found a house. We're ready to put an offer in and had to kind of scramble because we didn't want to lose the house. So Patrick is Johnny on the spot with that. So contact Patrick with Movement Mortgage. And then once you have that and you need uh you know homeowners insurance, give my boy Steve Crutchfield a call at uh, uh, scrutchfield at farmersagent.com.
1: I cannot with you. How Look, did you not feel know like that this I dude wasn't going to go think there. that I don't like him? And that's not even true. It's just, you've ruined it for me. <laughs> you have,
0: this is how the business of podcasting goes. You know, you you have That's to-
1: weird because I'm in the business of podcasting and.
0: Uh... <laughs> well, you're, you're the talent. You don't have to worry about dropping uh, ads or anything like that. Did you see, the- <laughs> I sent you a, uh, it was a video of Peter Griffin making fun of podcasters. Yes. I'll have to play that. So, I mean, that's us. That's us. Anytime you can put a shameless plug in there, there it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Patrick's going to hang around with us for our shenanigans. And uh, we're going to be talking about how I met your mother at one, at some point this episode, because Patrick is a huge fan. I am a huge fan and, and I've been waiting to have this discussion with him. So
1: Scott's a big fan. Patrick's a big fan. I've heard of it. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs>
0: So we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later on, but uh, fall is in the air. It's coming and I wanna talk all about what excites us about fall coming, all about what we like. What am I trying to say? Sound it out. Everything that we like about fall when we come back. You're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. No New Friends Podcast is now using Nikki Podcast Preparations Incorporated, which is a podcast management consultant agency of services that helps independent podcasts, obtain more plays, downloads, guests, sponsors, and a bunch of the legwork behind the microphone. When it comes to podcasting CEO, Nick can be contacted via Twitter or Instagram at Nikki K P I N C. And if you tell him that the no new friends podcast sent you, we'll both get a 25% discount. Nikki has helped accumulate millions upon millions of downloads, tens of thousands of dollars in sponsorships, celebrity guests, and much more. So just shoot him a direct message to get your podcast growing. What is it that you do here? Merchandising. 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 That's right, the No New Friends podcast now has merchandising. Please visit the merchandise link in our link tree. That's link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash no new friends podcast or you can go directly to t that's t-e-e public.com slash user slash nnf get your no new friends merchandise today
2: do you like disney do you love finding out fun facts about your favorite attractions or restaurants then you must try Diz his the disney history podcast Joe, Alex, and Jen will keep you entertained as they deep dive into all things Disney. Visit DizHiz.com or follow us on all social media at DizHiz65. We even have a YouTube channel. Just search DizHiz anywhere, and I hope you give us a listen. Hey, this is Craig Brooks with Tasty Trivia, and you're listening to the No New Friends podcast.
0: Welcome back to the no new friends podcast with Scott, Mary and Chris. Chris is still out on vacation. So we've got Patrick McDaniel from Movement Mortgage filling in for him. As always, please connect with us. All of our links are in the episode description. The show notes that link tree link. So fall is right around the corner, guys. And, you know, obviously that means pumpkin spice spice everywhere. That uh, pumpkin spice bleach, pumpkin spice car wash, pumpkin spice everything. It's look, still hot as hell in Florida. Has
1: pumpkin spice cereal, everything. I'm so excited.
0: Everything. Pumpkin spice toothpaste, Uh, pumpkin spice. Why
1: are you listing all of the dumb things that people joke about? I'm because being serious here. Pumpkin Scott. spice is dumb. I take this serious. It's delicious. You're dumb.
0: Pumpkin. Uh, no pumpkin. Anything is God awful. The Why only way that? the only way to eat a pumpkin pie is to load it up with the entire tub of cool whip and just have a okay, little look, sliver. Of I'm not pie. saying
1: cool. Whip's not delicious. But pumpkin pie is also good. Have you given pumpkin a chance
0: at all? Yes.
1: In other methods? Like, how do you think it smells? What about a nice candle?
0: It it makes me sick. I've got it. it, Anytime I smell pumpkin spice, I want to. It's like the feeling that you felt when you had to apologize to me in the last episode. You know, that that feeling in the pit of your stomach where like you, you actually throw up in your mouth a little bit. That's the reaction that I get with pumpkin spice.
1: I'm not even going to acknowledge any of this because one, you're wrong. And two, I didn't even feel that bad, honestly. (laughs) I know Um, you didn't. I know you didn't. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to think about it. I try to move on with my life. (laughs) I'm moving forward. Okay. I'm a better person now, Scott. I've turned a new leaf. Okay.
2: Mary, Mary, can you at least admit people go overboard with it?
1: I would say, okay. You can't say like all people, but there are, I think that
2: people that go that he makes fun of some products but there are some pumpkin flavored products out there that are just absolutely what is disgusting.
1: pumpkin flavored that shouldn't be i think that would be a fun thing to discuss let's talk about it what's pumpkin flavored that shouldn't be
0: anything coffee like shouldn't creamer pumpkin flavor why it, not
1: pumpkin spice is delicious it's not it's terrible. i love pumpkin spice uh, lattes i love pumpkin spice cheerios i love the smell of okay pumpkin of spice pumpkin cheerios noodles? should not be a thing why yeah, go they're so good that.
0: <laughs> how, I can't how, we, help it. how are you eating uh, cheerios aren't they filled with the gluten
1: nope most cheerios are actually gluten-free sir
0: gotcha so not real serious. gluten-free
1: is the way to be <laughs> kidding i have to be i don't want to die
2: is that a choice or do you have to be
1: quickly? no i have celiac disease womp
0: womp it's just a way for her to make an excuse to be a picky eater is really what yeah happens. totally
1: because I don't love delicious non expensive food. You're right. <laughs> sounds like a great idea,
0: Patrick. Do you have pumpkin spice things all over your house? No, no. Okay. No.
2: I actually like the smell. Like I do like a, like a fall candle. To me, does have that pumpkin scent in it, or like cinnamon, like a uh, grown up. You know, I don't know if you were like me, but my mom would always have like those cinnamon the like. Brooms. Brooms. I was just gonna say yes,
0: I have I cinnamon have cinnamon brooms. brooms all over my house.
1: Can we? Can somebody like research the origin of this? Why is that (laughs) a thing? Where did that come from?
0: I don't know. But when I have those cinnamon brooms, I it reminds me of the smell of Christmas. There's a distinct smell of Christmas for me. And that's cinnamon and and pie and and. And and pine tree or or whatever the hell the trees are made Spruce. out of. We put up. What's a Christmas tree? A pine tree. I don't know. An evergreen, uh, a green thing. I don't know. Tree. I don't know.
1: But I do I want to know where that progression is because I feel like it's like somebody was like, Oh, potpourri. I see your potpourri and I will raise you a broom. Like, where did it come from? I really think that we need to get the interns on this to research if, where
0: if Chris was here, he'd be looking. He would have he would have the information.
1: Because I also enjoy them, and then when I see that they're at Publix, I don't need it, but I'm like, well, they have it, so I should probably buy this, put it in the cart
0: as soon as they become available. We get we get like one for downstairs, one for upstairs, and then a little one for each bathroom. Yeah,
1: it's basically like sage. Like (laughs) you're not sage in the house. Like let me just get this ready for fall. Tis the season. (laughs) Exactly.
2: You're cleansing the house for your guests. (laughs) Everybody that's going to come and use the nice towels in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly.
1: the nice towels. Patrick <laughs> knows. He knows.
0: So my favorite thing about fall uh, is obviously football season. You know, that's right around the corner. I think. Uh, go
1: sports team.
0: We've got 11. De- no, but you like college football.
1: Not college.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and they're going to be moving to Orlando soon. The Buffalo Bills. Let's uh, go, Buffalo. They're going to be up and moving the team to Orlando. So that'll be exciting.
1: Wait, I can't be a member of the mafia if they moved to a- Orlando. Why? Oh, the man. mafia
2: moved to Florida, too. <laughs>
1: it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Getting Never. thrown through a table in Florida isn't the same as in New York. God.
0: And if you're uh, from Buffalo and trying to move down to Orlando, give uh, my friend Patrick a call from a movie. <laughs> no, don't, Morgan.
1: because we don't have enough houses here. God. <laughs> Get
2: the house that Mary wanted. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, college football season's right around the corner. Pro football, like the first day of football season and not preseason, that doesn't count. But the uh, the air is a little bit uh, cleaner. It, the The birds are sounding a little bit. Uh, they they chirp a little bit. Glee. Birds aren't
1: real. We talked about. that. Uh, I know we did talk episode. about that last
0: episode. Birds aren't real. <laughs> Everything is better when there's football in the air, and uh, that's my favorite thing about fall. Patrick, pants what, get
1: a little tighter.
0: The pants I mean, get a little we're bit tighter we're eating all
1: kinds of snacks. I feel like that could also be taken different ways, and I didn't mean it like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, some people really like their pumpkin spice.
1: They do. No, but I mean, because of all the delicious football snacks, because that's why I show up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Patrick, your favorite uh, part of fall.
2: Well, sports is a big part of it because it's not just football coming back, but the NBA starts up in the fall.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So by about now, I've already started. Hold on,
0: Patrick. Mary's confused. NBA is National Basketball Association. It's pro basketball. I feel like
1: that was a flagrant. uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Give it a one. We'll give it a one. Flagrant one. (laughs) Flagrant one.
1: I feel like that was really rude.
2: I don't think it was excessive enough to warrant the two, but it was not a basketball play. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, for me, sports, sports kicking off Um, as my father-in-law jokes to my wife, he goes, you're going to be a football widow for the next couple months because Saturday, (laughs) Thursdays is Thursday night football. Saturdays is college Sunday and Monday are pro. And well, and just wait,
0: just wait until your kids are in high school you are going to become the biggest high school fan uh, just so you can go to games on Friday. So then it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then you have JV on Wednesday. So it's, it's or Wednesday is ad drop day. So it's a like right. full week of football. I, yeah, I, I told my wife, I've got, I said, you know, if you have anything to talk to me about, you've got 11 days. Right. Otherwise I'm, I'm off limits for the next six months.
2: And fantasy football starts up. Uh, yes. I love fantasy football. Absolutely. So I've never been a, um, I never had a pro team. I grew up, you know, growing up in Orlando, I, right about when I was getting into sports was right when the magic came in. So I became a diehard magic fan right out the gate. And
1: but do you football. have a tattoo like Scott does?
2: No, I, I have a tattoo, just not an Orlando magic tattoo. <laughs> You've got a Notre Dame tattoo, right? No, well, I've, you could argue it is. It's a Celtic cross. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a Notre so, Dame tattoo. Yeah, my dad and I went and got a matching Celtic cross tattoos on our, on our back.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's
2: nice. We left my brother out for obvious reasons.
0: But... <laughs> Patrick, how many how many fantasy football leagues are you in this year?
2: So far, two, and I'm trying okay. to stop it there.
1: I like how you say you're trying to stop it there. How many invitations do you get? I don't know that many people who want to play games with me long term <laughs> like that. Like I've, what? I've
2: had three other requests, and you had got to... a big, big money league pick? with a lot of my well, the big money league with all my close friends from college. That's a, it's a fun, big money league, and B, it's it's a way that, since all of us live in, in either different parts of the state or even in other states, it's a way to keep us in touch. That's um, nice. And then last year, uh, we started a league. My dad had never played fantasy football before, and uh, when he uh, got out of the hospital after a long stay, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to start doing stuff I've always thought about and just do it. And we started up a a Jerry almost Memorial <laughs> fantasy football league. <laughs> And so, you know, that was fun, and that's got uh, Scott in it, and my brother and sister, and, and a couple other close. Yeah, friends. don't worry,
1: Patrick. I don't feel left out. It's okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Um, don't let her make you feel
0: bad because I tried to get her into the Diz Journey League, and I asked her four times, no, held a no, spot. Scott, didn't even get the response. No, I'm not in. Like, just nothing. I said,
1: let me. You picked literally like the worst, like week ish, ever. Like you well, just I didn't have...
0: pick it. The start of the NFL season picked it.
1: <laughs> really... it just, you know what? If they could just push it back a little e- bit. E- email today, Roger Goodell. I have to talk really to
2: inconsiderate.
0: So I'm in four okay, leagues anyone. this year. This is okay, the so... most I've ever done.
1: How do you manage I... this? Do you have a spreadsheet? You do. It's just, you you do. can run that many teams.
2: But the thing is, how can you watch the games? Because you're either playing against the guys that you yeah, have.
0: I know. I know.
2: Or or you're cheering you're cheering on. I mean, have you ever had it where you in one league have a whole team that almost the guy you're playing in another league has yes. the, the exact yes. same team?
0: Yes, yes, I'm pretty much but it's like the multiverse. I'm playing against yeah. myself. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: See, that's that, why you just don't. And you just eat wings and get In drunk. fact, Pat, that's what Pat, Pat that mean. happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, that happened between me and you. You had my team yeah. from my brother-in-law's league. So it, you know it's. Ugh. So I mean, I mean, I'm in the. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, almost uh, Memorial League.
1: <laughs> it's the worst.
0: I'm in my brother-in-law's league. We've been together now. This is our eighth season. Between my brother-in-law and I, we've won five out of the eight championships. He's oh. won two. I've won three, including a back-to-back. And then I'm doing a neighborhood uh, league. It's a 12-team league. And I've never, I've never really done a 12-team league before. I've always done 10. It's 100 bucks. So I'm like kind of freaking out a little bit because I haven't done my research. And then uh, this I, we have a crossover podcast between our, our podcast, the Diz His Podcast, uh, Remy's Roundtable, and Big Beautiful Disney. We all come together. So we have a Diz Journey is the name of the podcast. We have a Diz Journey Football League. That's a free league, but the loser has to wear... The T-shirt of the winners podcast. So like okay. it's gonna be a punishment league.
2: I love I love seeing all those punishments. Oh yeah, for like sure. The, the guy who had to spend twenty four hours in an IHOP, <laughs> and for every big stack he ate, he got to take an hour off.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Mary is it just too good. Absolutely. Other than other than pumpkin spice, what is your favorite thing about fall?
1: I think a lot of things. So I am just naturally cold by nature and I feel like it's more socially acceptable for me to wear a hoodie all the time.
0: Yeah. You're going to get made fun like, of a lot hey. less at that point.
1: Yeah. So look, I'm telling you right now, I will roll up somewhere in a hoodie right now, 90 degrees <laughs> outside. I don't care. I love it. I want to wear a hoodie, but I feel like there's less stairs maybe. And I like that. I like the fact that Christmas movies start playing but also right now it's Halloween at my house like it's spooky we're starting it well it yeah Halloween. this is we like the dark
0: lord's time to shine
1: oh okay. she's so excited so, this
0: is Zoe's walking around this is the most wonderful time is. of Listen, the year. no
1: you joke but this is Halloween is on my iTunes <laughs> so we, we do it this is Halloween this it, it's a thing So we like that. I just like the idea of holidays. And this is like the kickoff of holidays. You know what I mean? And my kids love it. And just, I feel like there's like an extra buzz and energy in the air. School's back in. I don't know. I just love everything about fall. There's school supplies everywhere. I love school supplies. I'm
0: with you. It's like everywhere you turn, like it's. I feel like it's something fall, exciting. I, yeah, I feel like fall yeah. is the one season. Well, summer too, because you get the bathing suits and the surfboards and the. But like fall, you know. Look, it's okay,
1: no, I'd rather go with fall because I can wear a hoodie.
0: No, i want to get
1: into a bathing suit. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's the, on the hoodie. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's the season where visually and and smells and tastes and sounds and everything, you know what season it is. You know, there's that one weekend in October and it's the first like little cold snap and it's not like really cold, but it's just that nice little briskness where maybe you can open your windows up in the morning and it's got that like smell of of cold air.
1: I'm going to cut you off. I love the idea (laughs) of it. But you forget how humid it is in Florida. You're like, well, "Let's open up the windows a little bit," and then someone slips on the hardwood floor <laughs> because of the humidity. <laughs> like, it's a great idea. Well, that's so why a it's, that, a like, it's that. breaks It's that. It,
0: it's that. It's that one. It's that one weekend where it's just glorious, and it, it's and yeah. for me, it's. I, I'm always at horror nights that weekend, and it's like it's cold. I'm not sweating my balls off, you know, in line <gasps> for something. You it, said it.
1: We don't talk like that on this podcast, sir.
0: What? What did I say? You said you
1: your balls off. Oh,
0: my bad. That is Marbles.
1: indecent.
0: Well, yeah. At, at least I wasn't on an FM radio station dropping an S-bomb.
1: I didn't know. Why can you not say shit, but you can say bitch? I need to understand that. Why is that? What's it's the difference? FC, it's
0: FCC rules, Mary. I
1: don't understand. And I didn't mean to. It just happened.
0: Take it, take it up with the FCC. You're yelling at me. I, like I don't make the NFL season a uh, schedule uh, I don't I don't write the FCC laws
2: These are the you things t-
1: I need you to step in with <laughs> and I didn't mean to like and I sounded terrible I was like I can't eat shit there and everybody's like oh what? <laughs> I like, know no, I didn't mean to. I what no Scott
2: <laughs> you are the architect of Mary's pain <laughs>
0: uh, yeah that's oh, that's my new nickname the architect of Mary's pain there
2: you Scott. go Scott. <laughs> <It, laughs> And get a graphic for that background.
0: <laughs> Bunch of blueprints with like it's
2: Mary pulling out her hair.
1: Pain. No, no,
2: it's it's the <laughs> blueprint of the Home Alone house, but Mary's the burglar in
0: all of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! All right, you're listening to the No New Friends podcast. When we come back, How I Met Your Mother. Hey, new new friends, listeners. If you're anything like me, you don't have the desire or time to clean your own house. That's why I've been using I Believe Services for the last five to six years. They are your one-stop shop for all of your cleaning needs. They do commercial, house cleaning, vacation homes, post-construction, party cleanup, deep cleaning, move in or move out, pressure washing, laundry, inside cabinets, fridge, oven, and much more. Call them today, 407-928-4595. Check them out on Facebook or their website, I Believe Services. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Remy from Remy's Round Table alongside my dangerous co-host Chris. Guys, our podcast is pretty much all about what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. We cover your theme park news, the rumors, and of course guys, we bring on some local celebrities such as the 5-Minute Professor from Real Radio 104.1. So, guys don't go anywhere and uh, stay tuned and listen to this episode of the no new friends podcast
2: hey guys comedian james john and you are listening to the no new friends podcast <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. Chris is still on vacation, so Pat from Movement Mortgages sitting in for him. A couple episodes, many episodes, I think I've talked about how I met your mother. And the, this is what I wanted to talk about. So the first time around, loved the show, hated the ending. Absolutely hated the ending. I mean, I was so pissed off at that ending. And then I found the alternate ending on YouTube. And I was like, well, it, you know, that's not real. It's not a real ending. So I, I was so pissed off. Well, for some reason, I decided I wanted to watch the whole series again. It's funny as hell. But there was something different the first time, The, the like the first episode for me. I was like, wait a second. I know the ending and I'm okay with it now seeing the story develop. Now, Patrick, you, you said you watched How I Met Your Mother eight times, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So what, you're more of an expert than I am. What are your thoughts on it?
2: I actually, I liked the ending in the sense that I didn't think it was a bad ending. I didn't think it was great. It didn't blow me away or anything but it wrapped up all their loose ends it gave you closure on pretty much just about every character's story not just the main people but even the side people that had come in and out of their lives it wrapped them up nice and neat in a bow so you know for all the complaints of bad series finales where they leave cliffhangers they don't address what happened here or there how i met Your mother wrapped it all up they did wrap Um, everything up for sure and when you go back and watch it, you do catch a lot of stuff that you didn't catch the first time. So one thing in particular for me is there was an episode where this was, in, I think, in the last season where it shows Ted talking with his wife and he's, they're, ta- they're sharing stories. Yes. And he's sharing the story of Barney and Robin's wedding. And he, he talks about how Robin's mom couldn't go to her wedding. And his wife's comment at the time was, well, what mother wouldn't be at her own daughter's Right, wedding? right. And and Ted pauses for a yes. second and, and then goes on. I never caught it the first time I watched. Yep. So then I yep. watched it again. I'm going, oh my gosh, like, how did you not pick up on yeah. all these clues they're throwing you that, that there is a dark, you know, finale here coming?
0: Yeah. Mary, have you seen, you've seen How I Met Your Mother, correct?
1: Yeah, I have. And I think though, I didn't, I guess I didn't really dedicate a lot of just like, committing it to memory or just like, I don't know. I just I would watch it mostly in passing and you know I would turn it on as I wouldn't say background noise, but I'd watch it but not I wasn't a diehard fan. I thought it was funny. I liked the storyline, but I never like circled back to re-watch it. I get all the jokes that we make about it. but you know there are little things like that. like I didn't I didn't think about that and now I need a minute so yeah. I put myself on mute so I, I can ugly cry. <laughs> well... I'll be right
2: back. And if you think about it, Mary, even like there was an episode where they talk about um, how they all react to taking a picture. Uh-huh. One thing I loved about How I Met Your Mother is the continuity throughout all the seasons. Yes. So Even in later episodes, later seasons, when they would take a picture, they would all do the same things they were doing in that episode. Yes. So unlike other shows like Seinfeld and and even Friends to a point where you could tune in, and it could be completely background noise because there was—you didn't have to know what happened before or will happen after to enjoy the episode. With "How I Met Your Mother," you could still enjoy it, but they were constantly throwing little things in there that were nods to previous episodes or were Easter eggs to future episodes that you could kind of see it was one whole pattern.
0: Yeah, for sure, it, it was—it was brilliant storytelling. Absolutely brilliant storytelling. No, I do
1: agree with that. It was good storytelling. I just—I mean, there wasn't any episode that I was like, meh, like that I was not entertained by. So I will say that. And I think there are a lot of series that you're like, well, it was good. But there's always like the dud episodes, you know, that you could just skip over and it wasn't a real thing. But I I hadn't stumbled upon any that I'd be like, ah, oh, that, that one sucked.
0: No, they're all great. They're all fantastic. Yeah. I,
2: think, I think more than any other topic that they addressed, how I met your mother addressed relationships better than any other sitcom I've ever seen Sure, in terms of not just marriage and the challenges in marriages, but I mean, the breakup and the coming back together for multiple characters and the, you know, living in a, in a singles world and a dating scene and how uncomfortable it can be at times and having a crush that you're chasing down or somebody crushing on you or having somebody on the hook. And they had that whole episode where you keep somebody on the hook because you don't want (laughs) to, you think there might be something better out there, but you don't want to turn them away yet. Right. I mean, they, they nailed it on the head when it came to relationships.
0: So I am, I am Ted oh, constantly <laughs> overthinking everything and wanting, you know, when I was single, wanting desperately to be married, oh, I God. am Ted I, and Mary, you know, you, you have, you have lived through my single days. So, you know, how awful it is.
1: I, I have, but we survived Scott and that's we made really it through. what's important.
0: We're better well, people as a result. We're
1: better because of it. And look, you know, I, I was
0: a victim of circumstance. <laughs>
1: no, you weren't. You were not. You were a victim of your own circumstances, sir.
2: (laughs) When I was single and I tried to do the online dating thing, my Uh. profile name was Teddy Westside. (laughs) And part of my profile was, if you know what this is referencing to, we're already off to a good start. You're like,
1: swipe right. (laughs) Perfect.
2: Perfect.
1: (laughs) Wait, which way is a good way, right or left?
2: I never did that. I, I wasn't single when those were around. I did the the. That I actually had to go to on a desktop like computer to like,
1: stuff. yeah, that means you are into it. Like, I feel like that there's more effort, right? Like online dating back in the day, you meant it.
2: My, my, my wife makes fun of me because I actually used to read people's profiles. And I would, if I, you know, was, was trying to, to, to start a conversation, I would actually start a conversation using the content in their profile. My wife's well, that's
1: like, not, okay. I would really like to hear that's how socially brilliant. awkward I am? Do we want to go into this? One time I tried to sign up for an app to find other mom friends and I couldn't get past writing my profile because I didn't know (laughs) I'm too awkward. I didn't know what to say about myself. So I just quit.
0: Patrick, that's the most effective way though, on online dating to, to get anywhere. See what I did. I was a wink whore. Okay. (laughs) So I, uh, if, if, if you were attractive, wink, 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 uh, you know, I I sent them away. And that's why you're
1: single for so long.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Creepy. Were you poking people on Facebook too? Was that you? <laughs> no, <What> no. Was, <laughs> you? was that
0: me? No, no. Yes. I don't even you know how to do that, movie. Mary. <laughs> so I didn't start a movement. <laughs> so, uh, and then if, if I was like, oh, this is really, you know, really attractive, then I would go into their profile and send them a message. But okay, yeah, so I, I never didn't...
1: online dated. Obviously I couldn't get past the profile to find online moms. So there's that. I, um, I like to like honeypot. So sometimes I can look cute, but then I seduce with my awkwardness. That's really where I get it. Like, I just like wait and I get, ah, just attack like a cobra. That's what I do. So online dating never worked out for me because you can see right through it.
2: <laughs> it didn't work out for me either all, all I had were horrible stories, Aww. horrible interactions. I have mostly Wait, so horrible you, hold stories.
1: on Nope, Scott, we're not talking about you. we're talking about Patrick right now. I have <laughs> one, I have fine. questions. Okay. remember I told you I had questions this First is all, this is where, is where is we're jello. shifting. yeah Patrick, do you like jello? uh yeah how, how do you feel about it with whipped cream on top?
2: Okay, I'm indifferent. I mean
1: Okay, that's fine. Let's go into the real questions now. Um, yeah. What kind of horror stories do you have from online dating? Oh, yeah. I to hear these. That's really so what I want to know. It
2: got to the point where I was keeping track of them because I thought if I ever write a screenplay, this is this is just pure material right here.
1: It sounds like gold already, and I don't even yeah. know what it is. I was going to write
2: a book about it. I started. I started taking dates with people I knew there was no future in because I considered it practice in case I ever went on a date with somebody I like.
0: It's like interviewing for a job you really don't want. Just get, get the experience interviewing. Well, and
2: I figured it, at that time, it had been so long since I had dated. I was like, you know, if I go on a date with somebody like, and I'm not comfortable starting conversations out of thin air that I can, I can feel free to make those mistakes and these ones and these dates and everything will be okay. Cause I don't see it going beyond this date.
1: Did they know no? they were the B squad? Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still like, I still tried to put on a good date. I still tried to take them out to dinner, get to he's know like, about like We've them, been married for seven years
1: now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was. I remember I took a girl to Fiddler's Green.
1: Oh yeah, and the
2: entire date, every question I asked, I got one-word answers. Oh, she's look, she's looking behind me. She's looking around me. I'm like, okay, she's she's not enjoying this. You were her
0: practice date.
2: That's what it felt like. I couldn't. We we parted ways. We we said have a good night. We parted ways. I didn't even make it to my car before she is texting me paragraphs about how much she enjoyed the night. And I'm like, this is more in this one text than you said the entire <laughs> evening. <Interesting. laughs> so I did. I did a lot of those. Um, but I, again, I always felt like a, you know if I'm going to take you out as practice, I at least want you to have a good evening. I, yeah. you know, i want you to have a, a nice free dinner on me and good company. And ultimately, it's, it's not going to go beyond this, but. Doesn't mean we both can't. To learn from this and and have better dates going forward, but Patrick,
1: you're like one in a million. I feel like that's not a real thing, like, you're a a unicorn online dater.
2: (laughs) There there were really bad ones. Um, I had a girl who wanted to talk on the phone before we actually met, and
0: she she didn't want to end up
1: in your trunk, Patrick. Um, (laughs)
0: Wait, what's wrong with that? Because I always did a phone call
2: before we met.
1: You, that's why you were single for so long. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk to on the phone. Millennials, Scott, read the audience.
2: He decided it was a good idea idea to go over every controversial topic she could think of oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mary like, she's like are you pro-life or proud choice let's have that discussion before we even meet each other and i'm wow. like
0: well you know what you might oh, as well okay. get to know yeah, uh, all those things so. uh, you know early yeah. because you don't want to fall in love with the person and then find out yeah, that they I are mean, on a different political
1: blue cheese, you got to ask the big questions <laughs> beforehand
2: he, she got you him know? out of the way early on to the point that i was like you still want to meet like said, yeah <laughs> Yeah, let's go out. I'm like. She's I'm-
1: like, are you paying? Yeah, yeah. We'll go. It's
2: fine. I I had one girl give me basically her entire medical history, um, <laughs> like like all the medications she was on and all this, I still took her out. And uh, a couple of my friends were in town for a wedding and they were leaving after the wedding to head back to where Melbourne. Where'd
1: you take her to a CVS? Like, no. like where was
2: the <laughs> we, we were, we actually went out for sushi and then my friends were like, Hey, would you guys like to meet for a drink? We're going to head back to Melbourne. Why don't we all meet for a drink after your dinner? And she had like, like, and it was just, Two of, or three of them, two the two twins and uh, and one of their girlfriend at the time. Sounds like a real good time
1: that's, I feel like that's a setup for a lot of movies there. <laughs>
2: well, I just asked her, I was like, Hey, would you like to go? You know, my friends are in town. They're literally about to leave. Would you like to grab a quick drink? We were going to grab a drink after dinner anyways. And she has this like mini panic attack about meeting three more people. And I was just like, Oh, I don't know if this this was work, Mary but in disguise. Yeah. So that's not true. We, we go out. One of the, the twins drops a quote from a Will Ferrell movie. She goes, Oh, I don't watch movies. <laughs> and simultaneously these twins look at me like,
1: why are you even here? like what, what, what are, when did you start what, dating nazis is what we right, it was just
2: kind of like a did you really have anything to talk about because i am i love movies so much they make their way even into my normal conversations right uh, as evidenced I, by the home alone
0: comment. yeah exactly right you're like spider-man with all the uh the the plans from the movies right i could do a whole episode on my bad online dating but but along the lines of what you're talking about, where, you know, they revealed a little bit too much too early. So I went out with this, with this girl and literally like, it was a day date and she comes out and tells me, she's like, yeah, I've got court next week. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So what's that for? She's like, well, my ex and I got arrested. And I'm like, okay, what for? If you don't mind me asking, she's like, well, his, his car caught on fire and they, they, uh they charged us with insurance fraud. We didn't do anything wrong, uh, but they thought that we set the fire. This is in date number one. And I'm like, uh, it, like a little bit too much information in the first date. Like, let me fall in love with you first before you start dropping those. Yeah, that,
1: I mean, I'm only paying for half off appetizers at Applebee's for that type of date. Like, let's like, wait for something else. Good Lord.
0: Needless to say, you know, uh, we moved in the next week. No, I'm just kidding. That uh, sounds yeah. about
2: right. Yeah. How from many kids a, do you have a, with me A week now? after that, Scott's car went missing and wound up inside the, the road.
0: By the way, I've got court next week. Unrelated.
1: <laughs> we can't record next week because Scott's court.
0: <laughs> no, I've got some bad ones. And, you know, I've, I, I had a, a, a little bit of success, if you will, from online dating where it went past.
1: Define success, date. Scott. We want to know.
0: Uh, (laughs) it went, it went past a first date. And, and there was a second date or a third date or fourth date or fifth date.
2: Did you get thrown out trying to stretch a single into a double? <laughs> I don't
1: want to <laughs> talk about that.
2: that was, uh, that's a how I met your mother quote. I figured I would bring it back full circle. It was there good. you he, go. You
1: made it into a pretty bow and I like it. There
0: you go. Perfect way to end this episode with a little pretty bow. I've been wanting to talk about online dating for a while and I just it just never naturally transitions there. So uh, Patrick, thank you very much for bringing us down that path. And now I feel sick to my stomach from just thinking about all of my uh, my days in online dating as always please make sure you connect with us uh, all of our links are in that link tree link in uh, the episode description check out our merchandise connect with us on facebook instagram youtube all that good stuff if you'd like to email us new friends podcast at yahoo.com if you listen to us on apple please make sure you leave us a rating and a five star review for Mary, Chris, and Pat. I'm Scott. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.
1: Okay, bye.